Hey, what's up, everybody? Today's guest is young entrepreneur and founder of the Millennial Entrepreneur Network, Eric Yang. Coming live from the Fly Studio in Commerce Township, it's the Fulfilling Life's Yearnings Podcast. And I'm your host, Blake Giovanni Thomas Sule. And if you're ready to be your best by writing the script of your life to whatever you want it to be, and taking action on your dreams, then this is the podcast for you. It's time to enter the fly zone. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the fly host you love the most, and I'm back with another episode of Fulfilling Life's Yearnings. And I can't even tell you how excited I am right now. It's it's early Friday morning. I'm over here in Michigan. My guest today, who I don't like very much in this moment because he's over in, in Southern California, where it's obviously always nice, but we, we won't let that interfere with our show today. Um, his name is Eric Yang, and I just reached out to him on Facebook because if you remember uh, last week's guest, Zephan, um, who I had on my show, he had a message on Facebook, and he talked about how... Eric, you know, just reached out to him to have a conversation. And I was like, you know what? If if somebody is going to have the muxy to go ahead and reach out to somebody that, you know, get a conversation going with them out of the blue, it's somebody I want to have on my show. And so without further ado, uh, Eric, thanks for being here. And, and how are you doing today? Hey, man, it's so good to be here. And thank you so much for having me today. Uh, I'm doing great, man. It's Friday morning. Uh, there's a big day coming up. The sun is here. The entrepreneurs are here. So it's time to kick ass. <laughs> I love it. So let's get going right away here. And Eric, so I know why I was so excited to have you on. And I read your bio. And, and like I was saying before we got on the show, you you take home first prize for the most thorough and in detailed bio it's like i just knew you for years from reading your story and like i was there with you that's how that's how detailed this thing was it was like oh wow this is what eric was doing all this time so so for the listeners uh tuning in today can you talk about you know your story and and how you got to where you are today yeah for sure and first of all i just want to say uh like one of my mentor always says to us and me is like how you do Every anything is how you do everything. So when you put your soul into, like when you scrub the dishes or when you reach out to people, when you put your all in every day, that's how you rock and roll every day. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So in a nutshell, I was born and raised in Paris, and uh, I I was living with my brother, and when I was five, my mother left my brother and father to go to China because she, she wants to create her own business. So without telling us, uh, she just left. And uh, my parents never officially told us that they were divorced, but when you're six, seven, and your mother's not here, you kind of wonder, like, okay, something's going on. And uh, my father wasn't the most social f- person ever. Um, we it's, I cannot say that he has a lot of friends. So every time he would go to work uh, and come back from it, he would just go back to his room and watch TV and would just be my brother and I. 
and we had a maid in the house. She would cook for us, clean for us, but uh, we would not have any interaction with uh, with uh, my family, uh, my biological family whatsoever. Um, and uh, straight forward to high school, I became really depressed. Um, I was always this kind of weird guy, uh, kind of like <laughs> in the corner of the room. Uh, I had a lot of friends, but I didn't really relate to them. They were like high school friends, and you always try to fit in. But for me, I didn't fit anywhere. Uh, I was with the cool kid. I was with the nerdy kid. I was with the geeky. I was with the, with the girls. I mean, I, I was trying to be everywhere, trying to find myself. But um, I felt really alone, and uh, I was not good at school. Uh, it was really boring. <laughs> I, my professors told me, like, you are really smart, but you just had to put up the work. But I thought this is kind of things to say to students who don't work at all. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, I, I don't want to do the usual path of, you know, like you graduate high school, you apply for college. You go to a good college, and afterwards you work for a good GPA. And after a good GPA, what happens? Well, you apply for jobs. Then afterwards you get a good job, and you get a nine-to-five job. And you know what's, what? You know the story behind it. After the house, after the wife, after the kids, the car, and that's how you die at seventeen years old in Florida. And uh, this thought. Kill me when I was 15. I knew that I didn't want to do that. And uh, I didn't know what my passion was. I didn't know what I was going to do. I could not just drop from school because my parents would kill me. But I was really deep down in depression. I had four types of antidepressant, three different doctors to help me cure it. And for two years, I tried everything I could. And uh, it didn't work. It didn't work. And um, I want to straight forward to 17 years old, senior year of high school. I uh, I reconnected with my mother. She was still in China, Shanghai back then. And I felt that if I changed my environment, my my country, my school, my friends, having a new girlfriend, living with a new parent, I would, you know, escape from depression. Um, after two, three months, I felt better, but soon enough, depression caught me again. And once again, doctors, antidepressants, asking questions like, what am I going to do with my life? And I basically stayed in my bed like 15 to 18 hours a day. And, uh, I would not go to school and, uh, it was just, just a dark period of my life. And uh, for those of you who don't know like how depression feels like, it is, it is as if you felt nothing. And it's not like pain, it's not unhappiness, it's just that you're emotionally empty. And I could not feel anything back then. And uh, I was really trying to fight depression, but I thought that I couldn't take it anymore. And uh, this is when I fell up, but committing suicide uh, at the age of 17. And I would stare at the window for half an hour, one hour, like, how am I going to do it? And uh, I, uh, I wrote a letter for myself. And actually not for myself because I would not be there anymore. So it would be like for someone who will find it. Um, but <laughs> I, 
I would just like try to write this letter because this is what every B-rated movie protagonist would do. Like write a cheesy letter to whoever would find it. But I remember like being on this chair on the on this desk. Um, I I could not figure out anything to write about or who I could write it for because I felt that I had no one to care for. And this is like one of the saddest moments of my life when I had almost everything a teenager would dream of. Uh, I had a girlfriend, I had friends, I had a good school. I would have kind of a good future ahead. Uh, I didn't have to worry about money. I didn't have to worry about food. Um, but I felt passionless. I didn't have a fire in me. I was dying inside. And uh, I was really thinking about jumping from the window. Um, and I don't know what happened, but this early night when I was really thinking about doing it, I felt really, really tired and I went to bed instead. Um, and it wasn't any kind of like, I haven't slept for 18 hours, so I have to go to bed. I slept for 18 hours the day before and there wasn't any reason for me to be tired. And this part is important for what's going to happen next is uh, the very next day, I skip school again and I will walk into my local bookshop. And it was a Chinese bookshop. It was back in Shanghai. And as of any bad Asian kid, I didn't know how to read Chinese. <laughs> so I would just go to the English section. And it was a fairly small library bookshop, but they had like a 100 around 100 English books. And out of the 100 books, I just picked the thickest book. And the thickest book that I took, that I found, was Tony Robbins' book, Unlimited Power. I never heard about Tony Robbins. I never heard about self-improvement. I never heard about, you know, NLP or psychology. But I just took it. I just bought it. I had barely enough money in my pocket to buy this book. And I just remember like coming back to my room, reading the book cover to cover in two days. I didn't eat for two days and I just stayed in my bed reading this book. And I just remember like my mind click, like everything just changed. And this is where everything just started when I was 17. And, uh, I had to do more research about this Tony Robbins guy. And uh, fast forward two months, I uh, I booked a ticket from Shanghai to LA um, by myself. So I flew from L- Shanghai to LA to go to Tony Robbins' seminar, Unleash the Power Within, back in March 2013. And uh, it was like four days, really intense. Uh, Tony Robbins was there speaking for two days. Uh, he taught us how to walk on fire. And I never, ever, ever felt more alive than this very moment. And I knew that I just had it. I, I knew that I had to work more on this kind of uh, path where I have to push myself to grow, push myself to get this energy, and just doing crazy things at some time, like flying by yourself at 17 years old. But this is what drives me. I got to say, Eric, gosh, just listening to that, you know, it's got me all geeked up because of how powerful 
you know, your messages and, and the things that you have gone through to, to get to where you are today, like you, you couldn't even put that in a movie, just, just how, you know, real life actually is. So I'm glad you shared that with us. And, and even talking about depression, you know, that's uh, something that is almost like the elephant in the room that people don't want to bring up or even admit that they're going through a problem. So I really appreciate that, that you brought that up and talked about that point. <clears throat> Excuse me about, you know, cause it was essential to, to your development and how you ended up finding your passion. And, and so my question for you, um, before we get moving to the other things is that you said you actually did walk across the fire. Yeah, man. Oh my I, actually, God. I actually did it three times. Like three one, times. Wow. Yeah. Because I'm crazy like this, you know, <laughs> like, the one time I thought like, okay, well, walking on the fire is pretty cool, but what about doing it again? And, and I was like, okay, this is cool. Second time, let's do it again. And uh, there's like kind of things that uh, I want to explore. And uh, dude, this is like a must-do thing on your bucket list if you don't have it yet. Oh, hell yes. I'm definitely going to be doing that. And, and, I'm, and I'm glad that you mentioned Tony Robbins too because that book, you know, the same one that you read, Unlimited Power, was actually the same one that I picked up that really got me, you know, going in the direction I'm going into now as far as, you know, the podcast and how I visualize, how I want things to be. And that book was so instrumental in doing that. So that's cool that you actually got to go over to uh, to his event out there in Cali. That's really cool to hear. Now for you, how old are you right now? I am 20. So you're 20 right now. So three years you've been uh, on on this journey, what is it that you are working on now um, as an entrepreneur that you're really excited about and wakes you up every morning? So the thing I'm working on right now is three years of experience, but one lifetime of knowledge that I came across. Um, well, 20 years old is not like a very long lifetime, but <laughs> this, this is my whole life. <laughs> and <Right>. uh, <laughs> so after Tony Robbins, I, um, I was like, okay, I walked on fire. I learned from one of the best possible coach that has ever lived. And now what? Right. I went back to Shanghai and I was like, okay, well, oh, <laughs> interesting. Uh, I don't have the energy anymore. And uh, I mean, I had the knowledge, but I didn't have the momentum anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is where I realized like, huh, why is it not working as well as when I was in LA, working on fire with the fireworks and all the pumping music. It's like, why, why would I feel like the exact same thing in my classroom studying math? And I was like, okay, this is why I'm doing math right now when I should be doing something huge with my life. So I was like, oh, okay. So I don't want to go to college now and um, I want to go travel. And this is what I did for one year. I uh, backpacked around the world uh, by myself and I just wanted to find myself. Um, but I had a lot of fun, but I never actually found myself. And uh, I just learned a lot of uh, things like Spanish, how to interact with strangers, how to go to the street and ask randomly people like where to go where in Spanish when I couldn't speak even, even Spanish. Uh, it's like this kind of thing like really showed me who I was 
But I never really like realized during this journey, like what I wanted to do. And, uh, I felt, okay, well, where are the smart people? Huh. Tony Robinson when I was in California. Okay. I will go to California. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what I did. Um, uh, so instead of going to a four year university, I wanted to save money. So I went to a community college and, um, I thought it would be kind of stupid to waste um, $40,000 a year on a tuition that isn't really what you want to do for sure. Um, so I went to community college, which is around one, one K, uh, one ten ten thousand $10,000 a year. And, um, I, I can't become depressed again because I thought, okay, California, this is it. All the smart people, all the driven people, all the ambitious people are going to be there. And when I arrived in college, uh, I mean, you know how it is in college, right? Oh, yeah. People are drinking, uh, people like the girl, you have the drugs, and uh, especially in Santa Barbara, where it's pretty famous for the big UCSB party scene. And uh, they had like a riot three years ago where people just burned cars and everything. Um, but I was like, huh, this is so not where I want to be. And uh, I was like, oh, I don't want to party. I don't, I don't like to drink. I don't like to get wasted. I mean, I like girls, but I don't like to be with those girls. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, fuck. It's like, what am I going to do? Um, and this is when I listened to Johnny Dumas' podcast. And this is like a weird story again. Like, I never... You know, like we all have this like podcast button on our iPhones. Yeah, oh yeah. But I, I never realized that I had this before until the day I was really, really, really bored. And I was like, huh, podcast, interesting. <laughs> Can I push it? And dude, I, I can you not. Like the first guy that popped out was Entrepreneur on Fire, Johnny Dumas. And I clicked on it and I listened to one of the um, episodes he had. And the first episode he had was a guy named Nick Unsworth. Mm-hmm. He is the CEO of Life on Fire. He's a really good friend with Johnny Dumas. But I never heard about those two guys before. So I listened to Nick Unsworth's podcast and he was talking about purpose. He was talking about his uh, his personal life and how he built a business and saw that age 30, but how he became depressed afterwards because he didn't have the passion anymore. And I thought, okay, this guy is, seems to know what he's talking about. So uh, I didn't think about it too much. But three days later, I got an email from Johnny Dumas saying that Nick Unsworth had a live event in San Diego. And I was like, huh, I have class. Uh, it's San Diego. I don't have a car. So I have to take the train, like six hour ride down there and six hours up, up there. Uh, but I'm going to do it. Uh, so I put my credit card. I went to the event. It called Ignite uh, back in 2013. And uh, this was the first time where I met entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So I never heard about the term business coach before. Uh, I heard about coach, but never business coach. And I was like, huh, this guy does growth as a learning. And he teaches people how to do growth as a learning, uh, as, as a job. And uh, he's not Tony Robbins, but he seems to be the kind of guy who will know what to do. So at age of 19, on the second day, I hired Nick Unsworth as my business coach. And, uh, you know, like, 
like internally Robbins, like me booking a plane to go to his event or me buying or hiring Nick as Onsworth as my coach, those things are pretty crazy. Like oh, 50, oh yeah. I mean fifty thousand dollars, like you you kind of find this money pretty easy. It's like really hard, but I found a way. But what I realized was that looking back, those moments like I didn't ask any questions about whether or not I should do it. I just did it. But I, I have like, you know, like when I talk to, to girls or when I want to talk to my friends, like I really think about everything. Like, how should I say it? Should I do it? What are, what are they going to think of me? But when I had those like aha moments, it was as if I was guided through this thing. And I'm not really like a big believer in God or anything. Uh, but I came to appreciate more and more uh, when I was meant to do something. And those things are most of the time effortless because I felt that, I mean, I, I don't know where I would be today if it wasn't for Tony Robbins or Nick Unsworth. And um, after that, I met a lot of cool people. Uh, I went to a lot of events and this leads to what I'm going to do, what I'm doing right now. So I've been going to 30 plus events for the past two years. And uh, it was like Lewis House, uh, networking events, uh, seminars, uh, this kind of big, big events. And um, I was almost always the youngest one. I was 19, I was 17, I was 18, 20. And um, I had a lot of fun learning, but I really didn't connect much with the other attendees. Um, and this is where I felt kind of, not sad, but I, f- I wish that I could share this journey with like-minded friends who were around my age. Exactly. And uh, this is where I thought, huh, I wonder if there's anything for creative entrepreneurs, because I didn't know how to code. So it can be kind of disconnect as well with the people who are like at Y Combinator or this kind of events. And I was wondering, like, huh, I want to go to this place so that not only I am going to be an entrepreneur, like a young entrepreneur, but I want to share this amazing journey where my other young entrepreneur friends are in the trenches with me, fighting along out my side so we can help each other in this crazy, crazy journey that we call entrepreneurship. And this is a crazy journey, man. It's like no one ever wants to become an entrepreneur, I feel. It's like they need to be. That's the only thing they can be. And when you're your own boss, you have to make your own time. You are hustling every day, 24-7. That's the only thing you think about. But I, there's nothing that excites me more than this thing. And I love to connect with people. Uh, I love to learn. And I never thought back then that I would be able to do that. But now I am creating what, uh, my, my own event for young entrepreneurs who already have a business, who already know what they are doing, but who are looking for the other crazy, amazing young entrepreneurs so that they can connect, collaborate, and contribute on a global scale. After hearing you say all of that, I, I firmly believe that you are one crazy SOB. <laughs> and I love it. You know, it's, it's, it's so awesome to hear what you are doing 
And I'm going to throw in the age thing there because we always hear that, oh, you're too young to do something. And you're just like, you know, screw that. The age thing doesn't, it really doesn't matter about much to do with anything mm-hmm. when when you have passion. And that was the 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 one thing that stuck out to me when you were talking about your, your experience at school and then your experience with, with being around other entrepreneurs. And it was that one thing, you're passionless. So and it's like what Steve Jobs always says, you know, if you don't like how you see yourself in the mirror when you wake up in the morning and, and for you, for me here in your story, you didn't, you were like, something has to give here. So let's go back to that moment where I felt that passion. And the other thing that that I want to reiterate too that you said that just was like, wow, that is incredible how that worked is that you said when you're doing the coaching and you got the coaching from from Unsworth and and uh and went over to Tony Robbins event you didn't think about those things it just it was it just came out of your knowing and you just felt so at ease doing it whereas everything else it was kind of like you were having to force yourself to kind of do it and you were overthinking it that that part to me where you talk about how you aren't necessarily thinking about any of this stuff is is just happening and you're going out there and doing it because it makes you feel alive i think that is something that we can all all take away is that those moments where you just feel that that ecstasy and that joy and and it's like you're not even there and things are happening positively i think that's a great message so so eric for you right now you're putting together this this incredible mastermind where you said you can connect and collaborate with other uh like-minded individuals more uh more or less millennials that are around our same age my question uh talking about strategy i guess if you will is how are you putting that together like if you had to say you know this is the steps what what would you say you were doing um this is a really good question man and uh to be honest with you, in the process, I mean, I, I should not say this, but I have no fucking idea about what I'm supposed to do now. And every time it's like, what am I supposed to do now? I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. And that's like step two. What am I supposed to do now? I don't know. I'm going to go figure it out. And how to put out an event, I feel like that's like 1,000 steps you have to figure out along the way because I have never done it before. And this is where mentorship um, and coaches and entrepreneurial friends can help you along the way because even if they haven't done it, they knew someone who has done it before who can help you out. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty bad at this, but this is something I want to get better. But ask for help when you need to get help from the people. And uh, I mean, for me, the first step was uh, figure out what kind of event I want to pull out and who was who is it for? Like, what's my niche? Uh, is it for young entrepreneurs, or is it for any entrepreneurs? Is it for male? Is it for female? Uh, what kind of entrepreneurs do you want? Do you want YouTubers? Do you want creative entrepreneurs like photographers, chefs, or one more people like who are coaches, people who are podcasters, people who are Cody, people who have uh, these kind of things? And you afterward, you have to figure out like. Um, sorry, they, afterwards you have to figure out like where are they in their journey? 
uh, are they like really starting right now or did they have like 10 million plus business? And, uh, and as for me, like I had to list everything I need to create a perfect avatar, which is one name, one description of your perfect client or attendee. And uh, for me, it was Alex. Uh, he is 24. He always has success on business. He, he knows how to hustle. He's a hard worker. He, he's tired of his college friends, but he hasn't found his true friends yet. So he's like living this double-edged life where he, he doesn't want to be with them, but he has no other choice. But he listens to podcasts, he reads books, he goes to seminars, but he still hasn't found what he's looking for yet. Um, and he, and uh, he's hustling, but he's not, he knows that he can go f- far um, until a point where he really needs support from like a many friends because he's going to crash. I mean, I don't know how you feel, Blake, but when your friends are going out and having fun, getting drunk, and uh, like they're pushing you like, Blake, you should come out with us, man. You should not work so hard. Um, and you are like, no, man, I have to do my podcast. I have to work on my event. I have to do a work on business. I don't have time for that, man. Sorry. I, w- I wish I could, but you go out and have fun. And I mean, I, I want to have fun more than my prison right now. And I know like all the work I'm putting myself into right now, like I'm missing the parties, I'm missing like the college social, social life. But I'm building my future party scene. Or I'm building my future social life where I want to have fun with people who are meaningful for me. They're not only getting drunk because that's the only thing you have to do on a weekend. I want people to have, you know, be amazing. They want to, they contribute to the world. They change the world in their own ways. And um, I'm, go- I'm diverging a bit from um, the topic from the event. So... <laughs> uh, so uh, go back to the event, figure out what kind of people you want to have at the event, where you want to hold the event. Uh, and that's all about reaching out, reaching out to both the attendees and the guest speakers. And this is a tough process mm-hmm. because, I mean, I, I don't like to talk to strangers, but this is the thing I need to work on. Uh, and it's really about getting comfortable with the uncomfortable and now have honestly man i enjoy more talking to strangers than i would with friends because <laughs> this is so much fun you like when, when you talk to someone new you discover the world you you understand the story you share about this kind of things where you want to know about your very best friend who lives next door in college because you don't ask those questions you like so, bro, what's your day like? Oh, I just come back from gym. I just come out from English class. Whereas for us, we talk about real life things because we know how, not how different we are, but how we value our lives differently from other people. Yes. And, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and this is where the fun is for me because I want to have fun with people like you, people who are actually hustling, working hard. Yes. And we are young as well, so we need to have fun too. <laughs> and this is really about, you know, like instead of playing in a minor league where you guys like playing because you cannot find other players, you have to build your own 
so that you can have fun for the next 20 years. And this is what I'm building with my live event. I want to hold a space with that, so that people can meet other like-minded people and entrepreneurs and so that they can just like share this amazing journey together. That's awesome, man. I'm just listening to you. And when you brought up your avatar, your avatar sounds a lot like Blake. And, no. <laughs> and, and I'm sure that's true for a lot of people, whereas, you know, they have this, you know, this, this sense of something that they want to do bigger than themselves, but they're still kind of trapped in that world where, like you said, they're playing like a, having like a double life, right? You, you mm. uh, on one part, you like, you were saying you want to do all these things, but then on the other hand, it's like your friends aren't into that stuff and you're trying to figure out like how you play a part into that. So I love the fact that you said that you're building your own team. And, and the same thing is true for me as well, where you talk about talking with strangers. I don't know what it is about talking with strangers. Maybe it's the way that it's all set up, but I feel like each week, these are by far like my best conversations that I have with people. And, and you guys aren't even anywhere close to me. So I'm so thankful that we have like this technology here that, that this is even possible. But, and, and so I guess that's a, a point of being able to find more of those people in my, uh, close environment, which, which is the, the next big thing for me that I'm doing. Cause I'm the same thing like you, you know, going out, eh, whatever. You know, drinking, uh, I don't really care to do that. You know, it's, mm. it's, it doesn't, it doesn't fulfill me. It's, it's almost like one of those yes. things where you're just doing it to pass the time by. And then, and then because you have nothing else better to do. And, you know, and like if it was one of those things where, like you said, you build, you're building up this team and you're building up your future. And then, and then you have the people that fit into that team. And then you guys can go do, I'm sure fun, crazy stuff together at that point. But right now in this moment, and maybe it's true for you as well, but my, my 20s are really about building up, you know, building up mm. the things that I want to do that are going to carry over into the future. I can worry about, you know, the party scene later. I mean, it's not going anywhere, honestly. This is way more important to me. So I, I'm I'm right there with you on, on on doing the things that I care about more than going out for a couple of hours to to sit there and be like, oh, why the hell am I even here? Mm. You know, have you ever heard that song uh uh it's called Here and it's like, oh here oh <laughs> what the hell am I doing here? She's like and she's like talking about why what am I even doing at this party? I don't even they're talking about they're talking about the weather. Like what the heck? <laughs> like uh, it's like I don't know anyone here. Like why am I even here? It's like or or it's always the same people telling the same jokes over and over again. And uh, you know, like I see my uh, stepfather doing it, and uh, I mean he he's pretty successful, but. He has grown old in the way that he doesn't want to meet new people. He's really comfortable with who he already knows. And every time we, we meet, he will tell the same stories over and over again. And I mean, I, I, I love him so much, but it is so boring to hear like 20 times the same story, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is what happens when you live or surround yourself with boring people. You are boring yourself too. 
there's a reason why boring people are around boring people all the time. <laughs> and there's a reason why successful people are around successful people as well. And that definitely makes uh, sense to me. And I'm, I'm looking through uh, some of the other things that you said you, you love talking about. And, and, and one of the names that stuck out to me on that list was Tim Ferriss. You said you want to do some things similar to him. Oh, yeah. My God. <laughs> I mean, Tim Ferriss, um, I, uh, he's, I think he's like the first English book that I have bought for myself for fun. So, you know, like the English book they give us at school, um, I, I will not read them. But this like Tim Ferriss book. I, this is like the first English book that I bought for pleasure. And um, I'm fascinated by Tim Ferriss. Like, he, he went to Princeton, but he, he's really modest with who he is, and he's really down to earth. And he always says, I'm not different from you guys, if not worse, because he has like a biochemical um, issue with his body where he used to be really tired, he used to be not able to do anything, but he hacked his body to become the best version of himself. And this is what he is now. Like he's like this human guinea pig. And uh, one thing I love about Tim Ferriss is I don't I, I don't know if you watched, it, but the Tim Ferriss experiment, like the TV show he came out yes. with. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah, man. <laughs> this is a, this is the thing I want to do. Want to go and do crazy things with my friends and learn things super fast. Dude, I mean, first of all. Dude, it's, I mean, I love to learn things, but I love to hack things as well. And I want to hack my mind. I want to hack my body. I want to hack my house. I mean, I would love to hack my dog if I had one. But, <laughs> um, but um, the whole thing is I want to document everything I'm doing because all the big players right now in the industry, like Gary Vaynerchuk, Louis House, Tim Ferriss, they are big, big names. And it's really hard for us as young entrepreneurs to feel that, oh no, they are so different from us. But they are not. They started from somewhere. Louis House was on his sister's couch when he was 27, 28. And now he's like this big guy doing events around the world. And he just did like a best time seller. He's like number one or two for a long time. And uh, he started when he was 28, 27. We are like 20 and 25, 24, and we are ahead of them because we are learning now. We are starting now. And it's really important for us as young entrepreneurs, I feel, to document our story, like when we used to be, so that people can relate to us at every level. When you start, when you are thriving, and when you're succeeding at a very, at a very high scale. And... Doing the podcast is a great way for you to do it as well because if you go back to Johnny Snuma's first podcast, it wasn't good at all. <laughs> he, he sucked at it and he told me that. He, it was horrible. But this is how he got better. He did it again and again and again. And I want to vlog my entrepreneurial journey. Like from uh, The thing is, uh, I want to do it from January 1st to January uh, for until Jan December 31st. So I'm, I'm a bit late on it, but I want to do vlogging so I can document my entrepreneurial journey to show to people that everyone has to start from somewhere. 
my story might be Tony Robbins, my story might be the walking on fire and getting a business coach. But everyone's story is different and as powerful as anyone's because people are going to relate to you because of what you have been through. And because of what you have been through uh, is similar to what they are going through, they're going to relate to you better than they were with me, with you, Blake, with Tony Robbins, with Tim Ferriss. And this is why it's so important for you or the audience to get out there and share your story because you never know how you're going to inspire someone to do the exact same thing. And this ripple effect, like one person's story is going to help 10 people. And those 10 people are going to help 10 people each. And soon enough, you're going to help, because you started, you're going to help 10,000, 100,000, 1 million. Those people are not, might not know you, but because you help someone in the middle, you're inspiring so many different people. And this would not happen if you don't push yourself out there to the world. And this is why I love you so much, Blake, because, I mean, I don't do podcasting, but I know it's pretty tough to uh, make your name out of the industry or even, you know, record yourself and listen to yourself speak. And it's like, huh, I sound horrible. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) And, you know, like, this is why I never sing because I don't want to listen to myself sing. And, but, you know, like I said before, it's like getting comfortable with the uncomfortable and you are growing every day because of it so i just want to acknowledge you for your hard work and for what you're doing for the people dude eric i I, eric i so appreciate that and i just want to know like how did you get inside of my head and start saying all my thoughts (laughs) because you sound like it's it's I don't know if you ever feel like that, like where you have that that moment or that experience when you're talking with somebody and all you and, and like you're thinking like, wow, am I just talking to myself? Do you ever have that happen? Yeah, man, man all the time. <laughs> man, that, that's that's what I'm going through right now. You know, I'm talking to myself and it's like, wow, this is, I'm saying I'm saying some really good stuff. But man, Eric, I, I I truly appreciate you know all the stuff that you shared, and I just want to break it down. And kind of like sum it up about what you were saying, because there was some some huge, hugely important things that you were saying. And I think the most important one was that you said when you got started on your journey, you didn't ask any questions. You just did it. You know, you mm. didn't worry about the what people would think about it or anything. And then the other thing that you said that stuck out to me that you said, you know, as you're going through this process, and it's something that always holds people up, is that they don't know what to do next. And you just flat out said you have no fucking idea what you're doing. And I think that's, you know, so refreshing to hear from somebody that is, you know, making change happen. You know, you're applying the, the slight edge. You, you start out with what you want to do, and then you say, okay, how do I go do it? And then once you come to another roadblock or another challenge, you say, okay, how do I move from here? You don't have the whole book written out while you're trying to do it. You write the page as you're going through it. Mm. And then that way, by the end of it, you have this all this knowledge and experience and you kind of figure it out as you go. And I'm exactly the same way. Like if I had to plan out and write out verbatim like what was going to happen I don't even think I would have started my show at this point because I'd still be trying to work it out and and figure out how all these different pieces were going to lay down. But the one thing I've learned from you 
and the other guests that I've had on my show is that the only way to figure out the things you want to do is to start doing them and then the answers will appear when you're out there you know, fulfilling your passion. So that that is so awesome that you're doing that right now at 20 years old. And you did say that this event is coming up. Where is it going to be taking place at and, and um, uh, when will it be? Yeah. Um, so it's going to take place in April 1st to April 3rd. That's going to be a three-day event. We're going to bring amazing guest speakers as well. And it's only for your entrepreneurs. So both the guest speakers and the attendees are going to be between 20 and 30 years old. Because once again, I want to get this report with people uh, so, they can, so that the audience can relate to the guest speakers. So they're going to be like top-notch uh, keynote speakers. And uh, it's going to be in Los Angeles. And uh, the thing with the event is uh, I want this to be really intimate as well. And all the people that are coming are handpicked by me. And this is like through application because I want to make sure that it is the right event for you. But I also want to make sure that you are right for the event. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it's going to be... It's, the event's called the Millennial Entrepreneur Network. Uh, but I don't want this to be like the typical networking event. I want this to be fun. I want this to be for young people. So we're going to have a DJ as well. <laughs> it's got a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be like connecting, uh, in, but in a genuine way. I don't want this to be like a business car speed dating process where you go to an event. It's like, hey, what's your name? Okay, here's my business car. Okay, five minutes passed. Okay. Goodbye. And you have no idea what a guy does for a living. You have no idea why he's here. And, you know, uh, from my whole perspective, I only want to work with my friends. Like, I want to be friends first with someone before he becomes my client. Right. Because this is a kind of lifestyle that I want. I want to enjoy what I do for a living, but I also want to have fun with my clients. I want to have them in my house. I want to travel with my clients because they will be my best friends. So this is, um, again, I, I went to a lot of events for the past few years and uh, I met a lot of people and uh, I, I kept contact with a few of them right and left. But this is the result of three years of networking and hard work around the world. And uh, I'm reaching out to more and more people now. So... It's going to be a beautiful event. Uh, so if you are interested, uh, just reach out to me and uh, I would love to have a conversation with you to see if you are right for the event or if you are interested uh, to bring friends as well. I would love to have a talk with them. Oh, hell yeah. So how do we go about uh, getting in contact with you to reach out about the event? Uh, this is a good question, man. So the page is in process of being built. Um, and the best way to reach out to me is through Facebook. So my name is Eric Yang, Y-A-N-G. Uh, maybe if you put a link on the bio on the podcast, that would be cool. Uh, but, or on my email, which is uh, Yang Eric. Uh, that's why, Y-A-N-G-E-R-I-C 20 at gmail.com. Nice. So all of those things will... You know how to connect with Eric will be on the on the blog post page, so you can 
ask him about the event. And the same thing with his email. Eric, this has really been like one hell of a time for me. I don't know. It's like one of those things where you're all giddy and like ready to go to the like the theme park and you're about to ride on roller coaster rides and like the show for me was like going up the top thrill dragster and like just just coasting all the way up and the heart's beating real fast because you know you're about to have like one hell of an experience going down. Like right now, I just want to scream and shout and do everything <laughs> right now because because like I I just love the like the energy that's going back and forth and how we're just able to you know keep spinning things off of one another like we never even met before. So I th- I always find that so cool and fascinating how that works. But um, I do have. Two final questions for you, and I do, again, appreciate your time. The first one is call to action. You know, it sounds like you live by the policy of, you know, just do it. You know, I love that. And so what what would be your call to action for us as as entrepreneurs or, or even someone who's not? Like, say you were talking with your avatar. Um, what would be your call to action to him? This is a good question, man. And um, I want to point out that no one's perfect. Like I, my, my stories might present uh, the fact that uh, I am like a driven guy that I'm doing everything like, oh, just do it and don't care about it. But <laughs> this doesn't happen all the time. Uh, I have my low moments as well. I have my procrastinating moment as well. But it's always about getting back up when you feel that you're not doing the work. So for, for my avatar right now is, um, I would say something is, it's a good question. Um, mm, if you don't have a mentor or a coach, get one. This is when I really um, realized how big the world is, but also how small it is. Uh, because there's like 7 billion people out there in the world, but the crazy thing, Blake, like, how did we meet? It was through a mutual friend, right? Yep. And this mutual friend has a lot of other friends who also are working in the podcast industry, right? Oh, yeah. And this is how you connect through one person with everyone. And I never realized that this entrepreneur world was so small. Like, everyone really, really knows everyone. And You'd be surprised who you can reach out to if you just know one big name. And um, I mean, for me, it was being part of Nick Unsworth Mastermind and uh, meeting other like-minded people. And uh, it is hard to know what you don't know. Uh, and uh, I would push you to go to seminars, events, and uh, go search for what are you looking for? I mean, if it's like friends, go, go for that for that intent. If it's for learning, take notes. Um, but don't be afraid to invest in yourself. Like books and podcasts is one thing, but going to events, that's a whole nother level. Like you can take two years of Spanish in your high school for every day, uh, for one hour every day for two years, or you can go to South America for one month. And you have exact same results. It's a matter of how fast you want to go. And uh, if you relate to someone's story, if they are where you want to be at, well, reach out to them, ask them questions, and uh, develop a 
close relationship with them because they are who you want to be. So why not be around them all the time? Exactly that. And I love how you said that. So that's a hell of a call to action uh, for for us is to, if there's a place you want to go, go to that place and 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 set that path that you want to go on. Like you said, we determine how fast we want to go and how fast we want to grow. So that's awesome that you said that. And then Eric, the final question that I have for you is what is your definition of fulfilling life's yearnings? Uh, you have you you would have told me this asking this question six months ago. I would have given you a totally different answer. Uh, but today, it is really about sharing those moments with friends who actually care about you and you, and friends who you actually care for, because you can be extremely successful on top of the world, and you always have this like thought of if I get there. I'll be fulfilled. But what I realized is that money, I mean, it's cheesy, but money doesn't fulfill you at all. And success, not, 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 neither does success. It is really about finding friends with who we can share this journey with. Um, I know it can be lonely out there, especially for solo entrepreneurs. If you are living in a small city or not on the New York or California, but um, it's really about sharing lifetime memories with friends and 20 years from now, talk about how you all started. And I mean, just, just think about it. Like, like, I mean, Tony Robbins has his friends, but he must be like talking about, dude, you remember like 50 years ago? I didn't even have a business. And we were like fucked in every possible way. But look at us now. Like, look at us having so much fun and traveling around the world and just helping the young, um, the younger generation to do the exact same thing. And uh, yeah, it's really about community, man. Just look for a place where you truly belong. And uh, it's, it's better to be alone than to be badly surrounded Mm, that is deep eric i love that you know you spent some time with me today that was a hell of a definition for what fulfilling life's yearnings mean and and everything that you were saying today just just resonated with me so i'm glad that we got this this opportunity and i'm definitely looking forward to seeing um what you will be doing in the future and like you uh commended me earlier i also want to commend you on on even going on this journey because it, it would have been so easy to just tap out and and just say, you know, the hell with this and not even live. And so the fact that you had that moment in your life where you felt propelled to continue to live just, just speaks volumes about your character and, and your perseverance and your grit. And I so love the fact that we had this, this moment together to, to talk about, you know, what you're up to and, and how you're fulfilling life's yearnings. Same here, brother. I had so much fun talking to you and uh, it was great to connect with you, man. Awesome. So we will definitely be doing this more in the future. But until then, like I always say, guys, go out there and be fly. And Eric, we will talk again soon. Sounds good, brother. See you, man. See ya. Thanks for listening to Fulfilling Life's Yearnings. 
I want to know what your biggest takeaway is, so please head on over to fulfillinglifesjourneys.com today and click on the show notes link for today's episode, which is located on the homepage, and leave a comment. The show notes page is where you can find the resources mentioned during the show and will be very valuable for you on your own journey. To stay up to date about what's happening, please subscribe to my newsletter and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And while you're subscribing on iTunes, it would definitely mean a lot to me if you would leave a review to show future potential listeners of Fulfilling Life's Yearnings what you think as your voice helps them decide if Fulfilling Life's Yearnings is right for them. Now it's in your hands. Are you ready to fly? Until next episode, stay in the zone and make today a fly day by taking action on your dreams.